Here I am, King, King of the Fucking Fuck You. Being the star There I go. Turn a page. Sorry. I just saw a video of James Hetfield playing acoustic guitar, and I'm assuming it's at his house because they're all, you know, it's COVID and Metallica doesn't quit, and they're probably doing some sort of via satellite fucking collaboration. But God damn, he's just great, you know? He just soothes my soul. I haven't seen it for a while, and there he is by himself. Who's times you can't hear a talk? I'm like, I can't, I probably can't play it right now because I'll get in trouble, but just, just take it from me. It was better than that. Um, but it's just him playing acoustic guitar. I recommend, I mean, some of you don't like it. You know, some of you are woke and you think that that might be old stuff, but, um, to me, it's just good. It's, it's, it's hard to beat, you know, and he's still there. He's still in the pocket. He still cares. He's still very emotional and driven and, um, And I can tell, and it means a lot to me. I'm very proud to have chosen Metallica as my favorite band of my life because every time I see their work, sure, load. But look, I got some material that I'd rather didn't exist. So you can't be good all the time, but most of the time they're fucking amazing. So, And the struggles... Yeah, I know, Jim Rea, you're struggling because you probably see dead people and you keep trying to tell me about it and none of us understand. <sighs> yeah, I know, but I'm, I am got to do um, Awesome World with Jason Ellis. This is Awesome World with Jason Ellis. Hi, I'm Jason Ellis. This is Awesome World, you know? Fuck yeah! I've got buttons. I can press buttons and you can stop me unless they are corporate and they're not. What's homophobic about pounding ass? That's right. Will, who's not happy with me right now because of an interview that I did with someone else who decided to kind of shit on Will a little bit and because I didn't want to have a fight with that person, I just sort of let him say his piece and that in turn made Will angry and that really bummed me out because I don't want to make anybody angry and I definitely don't need any extra stress in my life knowing that I, especially when I did not cause it, you know, just to be a person in the room and I don't know, look each to their own, you know, if somebody wants to still be angry at somebody, what are you supposed to do? You, if, you, if they don't want to resolve it, there's nothing I can do about it, you know? Um, and if he had, you know, whatever he said, it's, it's his opinion. You can't get mad at me for his opinion. And that's what happened. So I'm a bit disturbed. You know, I, I, it's, you know, I've got a lot of stuff on my plate. I see, you know, a lot of people messaging me in some of it because I read it all because we have to really adapt to what people will need when it comes to the Jason L show so that we do this right and keep everybody happy. And there's a lot of people that are used to things being a certain way. And there's a lot of people that just are on social media to be unhappy. So you got to read between those lines. And, you know, as a fragile ma man, you know, when people are like, you know, why don't you give fucking 35% to Kevin and tell I'm like, man, <laughs> you guys just don't. Like, why don't, wasn't Howard give Robin Quivers half? Like, man, I made I made it. You know, I paid the studio, everything, the, get, the cameras. The, I mean, the board op is my wife. Booking everything, the deals, everything. And, you know, I, I love those two. That's why I'm bringing them. They don't have to be here. They know that it would help them. It'll help their shows, which is what they're probably really focused on. And fair enough. But I'm trying to make everybody happy. But at the same time, it is mine. I know some people might have mixed messages, mixed opinions about it. But I'm with, with or without them, this works, you know? Because I've done it without both of them. Some of you didn't know or forgot or something, but but it ain't about that. Because I'm sure we're fine. But just lay off on the what I should do for everybody else. You know, like I built everything for these guys to be a part of it. How much more do you want me to do? You know, like you know, I don't know what's going to happen in a month from now. I can tell you, it's not going to be great news. You know, so. 
I, you know, I, I did lose sleep last night. I woke up at 4.30 this morning because I was perplexed about the Sirius XM thing and, and, you know, like old work employees and talking to them. And then somehow by talking to old employees, I've managed to provoke another old employee. And I'm like, man, wow, these guys, man. <laughs> right, right now, I don't need this shit in my life. I don't need you guys freaking out on me or each other. I don't want to know. I really don't want to know. I know that makes me like kind of callous, but I just know what's, you know, I know that my heart, um, you know, is under pressure from all this stuff and I don't want to die, you know, and I know that drinking can trigger it. So I don't drink anymore. You know, I don't think stress helps it either. So I really am trying to sort of, um, minimize my beefs. You know, if you have a beef, if you have a thing, then I and if it's and it, and it's not important that for me to resolve it right now, then I'm I'm gonna probably opt out of it. Which is, you know, at one point I always knew you're only as good as the company you keep. You know, and 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 that has worked for me through my life. But I also feel like some people, you know, I mean, these guys are you know they don't want help, man. You got to forget those guys. I'm like, hmm. That seems a bit callous to me. Like if somebody like has a little bit of a negative attitude or that's just the way they are, like I still love that person as long as they're not doing anything vindictive to me. I still love that person and I want to help them. Um, I'm just, I feel like sometimes people maybe take my intelligence for granted because maybe I make too many pot jokes or something, but uh, you know, and I talk like I'm uneducated because I am uneducated, but there's un- there's educated and then there's smart. And my natural ability for the way my brain works when I'm using it, it's better than most of you. I'm actually kind of smart, believe it or not. I know some of you probably not, but that's fine by me. But I made all this happen. I'm making it all happen before the show today and after the show today. And there's a lot of great things that are about to happen. For instance, I signed a deal this morning. So it is done. The Jason Isle Show podcast is a done deal. I have three of them. I sent it to the company that I signed with, and they will bring out the first one this week. So there will be Jason Isle Shows this week for free. You're welcome. In a studio, edited, video and audio, all working. Everybody's here. Uh, you know, the third show's got Christian Han and, and Raw Dog. On on the Zoom, operated by my wife. So, um, I think what I'm trying to say is that uh, you know, in the in the past, when SiriusXM fucked shit up, you would come at me for it, and I'd be like, "Man, I can't believe you guys are all coming at me for it. I can't control whether they played the replay or not." And now, it's you know, there's. Um, everybody's confused and so am I. And I can see uh, Tully's trying to explain it to people. He somehow gets it across a little better than I do, but it's still uh, the Jason Ellis show podcast is once a week until everybody writes down. If when the podcast comes out this week, same as this one, if you go on iTunes and please with, I don't have an Apple thing. Like, c- come on, you can get a podcast. Everybody can get a podcast if you have a phone, a smartphone. They do the Spotify for for your other phone and the you know and then the Apple. So you have no excuses to download it all. And then you find a place to do a review and make some comments and you say, "Man, I would do 5 days a week. I would do cuz I think Fighter and the Kids started with one show a week and now because it's popular the popularity has risen, they do more than that. He does more than that. He does more than that with the other shows because popular demand requires this. They have sponsorship deals. If you don't have the popularity, they don't have the sponsors and they don't want you to do more than one. They don't want you to... I was talking about doing three hours a day and they were like, well, we could do that, but sponsors find that the second part of the show, they want less money. And I'm like, well, that's fine. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to answer to the fans, you know, because I know you guys made me and you're about to make this, but I will say you stressed about whether it's going to work or not. It is up to you. If, if, if there's a million of you that want it five days a week, guess what? It's fucking five days a week, man. It's as simple as that. If it's, you kind of want five days a week, it'll probably be like two. 
if you really, but it, it, it just what that's how it works. That's just how it goes. I don't have any other choice unless I do internet radio. And if I do internet radio, I'm shooting the show, including these guys. Because if they, if this show picks up and it does well and it's and it's near fighter and the kid level, well, everybody's gonna know who Telly and Kevin and are. Kevin are. So that means you'll go to their Patreons, you'll listen to their podcasts. They will make their own money. So this is, you know, but I made this to help everybody do their thing. I'm only just starting to understand it myself on how you work all this shit and how many different things there are and how some things can annoy other people and some things make other people happy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything all at the same time. When the show's live, I've got to do a really good show because fuck, if it's a shit show, then all these new people catch it. They're like, what the fuck? These guys seem kind of stressed. You know, these guys seem kind of negative. I can't do it. I can't have that. I will not have that. Is there a camera on? Okay, good. I'm just making sure because I'm looking at the camera. And I know that I wanted to put this on Patreon, which is my next thing that I'm, I'm, I'll get to. So Patreon-wise, talking to a lot of people on how this whole thing's supposed to go. Bear with me. I'm getting hot. Take me sweatshirt off. This is do a commercial break. I heard I talked yesterday about Awesome World having a podcast sponsor, so fucking look out, you know? And that and look, I got I made it to this level. So I've got this level bills. And that is not I'm not pointing out picking on anybody. It's just it's my I got it here and I've got here bills to pay. And Awesome World having a sponsor on top of the Jason Ellis Show where I get all the Awesome World money. Oh, sorry, my wife and I get all the Awesome World money because we are Awesome World. It's not a one-man job anymore. It's my wife and I doing this, which is stressful as fuck. I don't like knowing that my wife is under stress, but I also, and at the same time, I'm very proud of my wife and I'm very proud of our relationship and how we're making this work. And it And it already looks like it's... It's okay, I gotta get used to it. It's fucking better than way. I'm not saying anybody. It's fucking good. We're doing great stuff. Even this show is fucking good. I'm doing great. I pat myself on the back, but my wife has got it all here, and it's gonna be on Patreon. And the Patreon deal is gonna be as as this. This is where it stands right now. Because you, oh man, you've all got different Patreons. It's confusing and it's too much money. Well, look. We're just talking about the Jason L show here. If you guys have extra money to listen to those guys, or you fucking hate me and you want those guys, you can do that. You could pay five or something and just listen to the Tully show or something. But the Jason L show, Awesome World with Jason Ellis, is a Patreon that is $5 for the audio and $10 for audio video. And I do this show that is a free podcast that you can download. And then I do. Four, maybe three or four Awesome World Patreons. So you're getting a lot of content and you can also listen to that or watch it on your phone whenever you want to. So me not being on the air, mm, I am, I am. And you're like, man, that's five or 10 bucks. It was 18 at SiriusXM. And you had all that other bullshit interrupting us doing our thing. This is, nobody stops me from saying anything except, you know, Hey, guys, you want to hear the new Danzig song? Like, I can't do that. That'd be cool if you did it. So here it is as stands right now. The Jason Ellis Show will be on Awesome World. It will be on the Jason Ellis Patreon. So you're, if you go there, you'll see a tier that is for the Jason Ellis Show. And the Jason Ellis Show is going to be the same price as Awesome World. So you can listen to the audio of the Jason Ellis Show for only $5 a month. Pretty good, right? And that means these are Jason Ellis Patreon shows. So we will be doing two of those a week. That's two brand new live shows a week plus the one free one. So that's three Jason Ellis shows a week. Then we've got three Awesome World shows a week. So there's already six. That's six shows if you were to pay $5. If you pay $10 for the Jason Ellis tier, you don't have to pay for fucking Awesome World. You can just pay $10 to get audio and video of the Jason L show on my Patreon. Or you can pay $15 a month and you can have it all. Pretty good deal, right? I'm told that's a pretty good deal because that's what I'm going for. 
So if you don't like that, that's your stingy ass problem because I'm told by everybody else that that's a really good deal. I've talked to a lot of people about it, a lot. Ah, fuck. Ginger beer on my dick. So, I think I've sorted that that part out. Um. Yeah, I think I've sorted that. That answers that answers everything for now. So, so this week, Wednesday, will be live on my Patreon, and you'll see if you type if you uh, pay for the five dollar tier of Jason Ellis Show, you'll hear us live on Wednesday. If you pay ten dollars, you'll see us as well. And then those shows stay there for people who can't get to the live feed and they can catch it whenever they want to. It's there, ready to watch. Uh, also, yesterday was the deadline for me to sign the agreement for SiriusXM and I to part ways and my attorneys reached out to them about the, the archives of the Jason L show and nobody has responded at all. So I reached out to my boss yesterday and said, hey, man, like the deal's up and I'm supposed to sign this and you guys aren't responding to my attorney. What is up? So I don't know if it's because of all the cancellations and me reposting them. And I didn't repost anywhere near all of them. I just reposted some of the ones I thought were funny. Uh, But they have gone cold. They do not talk to me. Um... You know, basically, to me, it seems like uh, I could be wrong, but it, where it stands right now, they don't. They are mad. They they want me the fuck out of there, and they want me gone. They want me erased from the existence. It seems like Jenny McCarthy. They're like, thanks for all the years, and for me, no mention at all. So, I, I it, it almost seems a little personal, quite frankly. Or yeah, like accidentally fucked. But it wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised if there was someone there that was close to me at SiriusXM that always fucking hated me and made this to be as annoying as uncomfortable as possible. Because you know when they wanted to empty that studio, I know whose decision it was to do it on my birthday. You're, I mean, you like being an asshole. You're a mean person, is in my opinion. So I've always been wary of that person. Uh, but yeah, they haven't reached out. So I have no idea where I stand uh, archive-wise. Because if I did get it, I would totally put it up for everybody. Um, so this morning I uh, took my golf cart. Because it's you know, tough times with Jason Ellis, obviously, with his golf cart. Uh, go down to the beach to check the waves and try to understand what the fuck is going on in the ocean because still very clueless as to how this whole thing works. I released a video today asking, you know, I don't want to sound like a kook. I know I'm going to sound like a kook, but are these waves really what you would go paddling into and call that a day at, at surfing? Because they just fucking, they don't, they don't, you can't ride them. They just crash. So apparently... I didn't know this, and I'm still trying to remember, and I'm probably saying it wrong, but apparently northwestern is when the swells are better, and apparently in the winter, because I know that there's a wave in Malibu, but apparently in the winter, the Malibu wave doesn't roll anymore because of the swell. The wind is coming from another angle, like the the, the, uh, storms are redirecting and that makes that wave not exist in Malibu. So I was told not even to bother going up there today, which tells me that, you know, there's these, apparently there's a couple of waves near piers or some fucking shit, which means they're not really that great. Might have to go down to San Diego. I'm told I'm supposed to go to, what's it called? San Fernone? San Onofre. San Onofre. Fucking driving, fucking cold, you know, fucking wind is cold. Surfing, man. Get down there and I'm all cold. I'm looking at everybody and they're all cold. I pull up my golf cart and I'm looking at these waves and there's like four kooks just getting slammed. And I'm like, why would I go out there and join that dickhead? 
And then right when that happens, some dude comes up to me. You know, I'm on the I'm parked in a parking spot on the sidewalk, and I'm just trying to watch the fucking waves. And some dude comes up, and he puts a mask on his face, so at least that's cool. And he goes, "Oh, I have some questions about your golf cart. I don't know anything about golf carts. Like, I don't even know what the name of my golf cart is because the name of it's on the front, and I fucking forgot, and I don't care. I just wanted. I saw it and was like, that's it. This is my life. I envision golf cart, Jason. Get it done. Deal." A little, you know, I was a little suspicious this could be a bad purchase. But I think it was, I all in all, apart from being fired, I think it was one of the greater purchases of the year. My only worry is, wow, you just bought a golf cart and you have no job. But people are on Patreon a little bit. You know, there's, an, there's some people, I have rent money. <laughs> I don't know how the rest works. Um, Yeah, so this guy asked me about the golf cart and, and, uh, at first, I was a little, uh, I don't like people approaching me. You know, I don't want to talk to anybody, which is, which tells me that I'm, um, I'm, not, I'm on edge. And as I said earlier, you know, yesterday, my heart jumped, did a bunch of skippy things a bunch of times. And I know what it is. You know, I know what it is. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm living a healthy lifestyle. I just sleep is hard and, and the worry is hard. You know, I, I worry about. What happens next? Where do we go next? Um, it's funny, like to hear my heart jump like that. I don't. I still don't. I'm not as phased. You know, I just don't care about that. I feel like everybody is so situated right now. The real, the only person that I need to take care of right now is myself and my wife. Uh, and judging by her OnlyFans, she doesn't need me either. I, I got to get this shit back up so that I can look at myself in the mirror and be proud of myself. And and I don't need to win. I need to do everything I can to win, you know? And that winning comes with that attitude. So I have to stay in this pocket, but I am flinchy. So this guy, you know, he says all this stuff about the golf cart, and I'm like, oh, best of my ability, I know there's this store. And he goes, oh, the store on PCH? I'm like, yep. And he's like, oh, those are expensive. And I was like, I know her. <laughs> which also made me feel stupid because I don't have a job. Well, I guess I do. I'm doing a job, right? All right, I'm back. All right, I've got to lose the jobless thing. Um, but then, uh, you know, I was like, cool, man, have a good day. And he walked off. And right as he walked off, there was a, I don't know, 60-year-old dude who, you know, drinking, um, you know, beach bum kind of guy who had just sort of creeped up on the other side of me. And was, first of all, no mask and easily uh, closer to me than fucking six feet. And as a guy that has to do a fucking podcast with two of the most paranoid people on the planet and I have to get COVID tests once a week, I kind of really don't like it when people just approach me with no mask on. You're kind of fucking everything up. So I'm already like, what the fuck? And I didn't say anything, but he goes, man, that guy trying to sell you meth? And I said, what? Because... I wasn't sure that he said that because that was a pretty crazy fucking accusation. Dude looked totally normal, by the way. Not the homeless guy, the, the guy that asked me about the golf cart. He looked like a normal dude, except he had really long hair. But I always think it's weird when a dude does, does that. But anyway, um, he goes, yeah, that guy is looking to tr sell you some meth. And I'm like, nah, man, I don't need any meth in my life. If you do, maybe you could go ask him. And then he mumbled some shit and he was like, yeah, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know, man. And he's like, so you got a cigarette? I'm like, no, nah, man, I don't smoke. And he's like, see, can I get a ride? I'm like, no, man. Like, I don't want to. I'm like, maybe back off a little bit. And he's like, what, you got a fucking problem? And that's when I, and that's, I don't, this is where I'm going to, there's supposed to be a lesson in this. <laughs> I, I don't, you know what I mean? Like the, the, I'm, I'm buzzed and I, and I don't care how I treat other people because you're drunk and you're cocky and you're going to walk around asking people for cigarettes because you don't give a fuck about the consequences because you've, you've pissed your life away. And as a guy that, um, deals with addiction and, and nightmares and, you know, a lot, I fucking would like a drink. You know, I'd like to fucking pound some booze and fucking walk the so sidewalk fucking asking people for shit. 
So yeah, I'm easily triggered. So I told that dude to go fuck himself. And he was like, what'd you say? I said, you fucking heard me, cunt, get walking. And there it goes. There he goes again, you know? You heard me, cunt, get walking. I don't even know that guy, you know? And there's like the joking one. And then there's the one that I just am not a fan of, you know? It's just my father. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it. Not because the... Just don't like those people, you know, like it's this weird tough guy thing that I was raised to have, you know, chicks dig it. Chicks, I don't know. That's what, that's what I thought, you know. But it's just in there, permanent. Can't shake it. You know, and I thought, you know, the therapy that I've gone through, all the work, and you can still just tell a dude, to, you know what I mean, fuck off. <laughs> Regardless of what he was doing, there's another way. That's the other thing. I have other tools. I just don't use them when I'm stressed. You know, my therapist has tools that he has embedded in my mind. I could have fucking got that dude to laugh and walk off. But instead, you know, I don't like the way things are going for me. I don't like being challenged. You know, as much as I can... say that I embrace it. You know, when I make that decision to embrace the challenge, to fight and to stay positive, then that's what happens. But when I'm tired and I'm not thinking and I'm, I'm perplexed, I got a lot of shit on my mind and I can't like live in the now where I, you know I mean, I'm thinking about contracting. Is everyone going to be okay with it? And what's my cut? And what about these sponsors? And, and there's this guy. And then will people actually like the show? And people are angry about spot, uh, fucking smartphone, iTunes, you know, it's just in there all day and then someone's like poking me and triggering me from my childhood because it's a child a childhood poke. You know, you, you fuck around, dudes that are wasted fuck around with me. That's the thing, you know, that's why it's, I always used to drink. Whenever I got sober, I used to start drinking again because I was ever sober around a party and you started acting like that, I'll fucking smack you in the mouth. Or at least tell you, shut the fuck up, or you get smacked in the mouth, which usually did the deal, because everyone thinks I'm crazy. So, you know, maybe, I know I know the culprit, you know, but it doesn't make it, it's still no, you know, I'm admitting it to you guys, because, um, you know, it's just fucking show. It's bullshit. Don't even have my therapist right now, so talk it out loud maybe I can figure out get to the bottom of it but I really do think that um you know embracing the em- embracing the 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 toughness it's hard to do all the time you know like sometimes I don't feel like being fucking tough <laughs> we're like feeling sorry for myself I just know it's the wrong decision. So when I catch it, I think the big the big key is just catching it. How do I always, where's the cat? When I freak, can there be a catch button? How do I program the catch button to every single scenario that doesn't go my way? Because there's plenty more coming. Today, there's more coming. I'm going to do a fucking photo shoot today for the Jason Ellis show. And the other two dudes can't come to the photo shoot because of fucking COVID. <laughs> Their tests aren't official till tomorrow. So, <coughs> and then I'm going to take the photo and then it's going to come out and you're all going to go, what the fuck? You it's all about you. And I'm like, fuck. <coughs> I'm doing everything. Everything I can. <coughs> Sorry. On the Awesome World Show, Jason smokes weed. Oh, I got offered a sponsor on the phone yesterday or the day before. I can't tell. It's a blur of this new weed that is from weed. It's like the extract. It's like fucking UB40 or some shit. But it's like, (coughs) it's like dabs, you know, the concentrate THC. Well, this is fucking B1240 or some shit. And it's gets you high. And it's a thing that they extract from the weed. I was like, yeah, I'll smoke it. See what happens. Um, 
What else was I going to tell a story about? Discovered the Patreon thing. Oh, so I've got a fucking fat ass. I got fat legs and shit, and I haven't really noticed it, but I got, uh, is it Hate? Katie, that's the name of the company, right? Matt Vincent's clothing line? Huh? Heavy. Heavy. Is it? Oh, that's a way better name. So heavy make the greatest shorts I've ever worked in. It worked out in, and the greatest shorts I've ever walked around in. They make the greatest shorts for me. I like short shorts. He has long ones too, but he has short short ones that not your average guy would wear. But I wear them, and he wears them, and I fucking figure out why he wears them because he's got giant legs. He's got a great ass. Just like me. Better than me. Because he's like, you know, super jacked. I'm just like stocky. But I have noticed lately from wearing those shorts, I got fucking powerful legs. Very powerful legs, especially for 49. Very powerful looking legs. And with short shorts, very powerful looking legs and big ass and a huge bulge. So I'm fucking sexy. And I spent my whole single hey who wants to fuck life in giant pants. And now I'm 49 and I'm married. And when I think about all those girls that were like on the fence that would have boned me if I had had short shorts on. So remember, kids. If you think that, you know, you're a little worried you don't want to stand out in the crowd, but you really like those pants, I would never have known if I hadn't have started to accept that maybe I could be wrong in a couple of things. At one point, I was absolutely positive that I would be wearing DC shoes for the rest of my life and that my pants were definitely twice as wide as my legs. Sweatpants too. Shorts. Shorts over the knee. So the only thing that's going to get burnt is like the back of your calf, maybe. And now, the the feeling of short shorts is so much better than... It's insane that we ever wore that much shit. To me, it's like wearing a tent because you've got no clothes and you're cold out in the jungle and you wear the tent because you're like, look, I'm cold. I don't want to get frostbite or anything. I've got to stay in something... I've got no clothes because a bear ate them and all there is is this one tent in the fucking bush. I'm going to like cover me and wrap me in this tent. When you eventually get back to civilization, first of all, you're going to really want some water and some food. But when you get that tent off and put a nice pair of sweatpants on, you're going to feel way better. And to me, that's the same feeling that all of you dudes talking to you dudes all you dudes that like in your pro- in your heyday, like you're my age, right? And in your heyday, 91 and shit, you had your fucking big ass shorts on and shit. And now you keep doing it because all your friends, all your colleagues, your working guy, your man, all your guy, hey, fucking what's up, lady, nice ass. All those guys, they're all, you know, they're all going to wear the same shit. You got to wear your fucking keychain. You know, you get your cap. Thank you, Jim, for filling in the... Silence. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm telling you, if you could let go of it, because what, let's say you wear short shorts to work the next day, and then everybody goes, check out fucking Daryl with his short shorts. How many dicks does it suck to fucking wear those? And what not, and so forth. Think about how much fun and excitement and joy you're bringing to these people that you work with for the rest of your life. Your job with these people is your life. Their experience with you is this one time round. And your experience with you is big short guy that's just fucking following the leader. I'm with Jim on this one. I say, hey man, look at my bulge. Even if you got a little dick and he got short shorts on. It's fucking funny, man. Little dick guy who's like, look at my little dick in my teeny tiny shorts. I'm so pumped I'm working with that guy. Thank you, that guy with the teeny dick that made my fucking life a little better. But nah, I got to fucking 
get in line and not let anybody point out that I might be different. We're all different. We're not even who we are. This is just some sort of shell of shit that you're all pretending to be the same shape. We don't even look like this, man, in real life. Our auras look weird, dude. Wow, I definitely smoked too much weed. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't. Can we edit that? Because fuck. Auras. Yeah, no. I'm <coughs> not really sure what happened there, baby. Sorry about that. Anyway, let me tell you a little story <laughs> about pain and how resilience is made and how if you've been through anything that took any resilience, you can, if you recall it and you can really relive it again and understand the mindset that it took you to bounce back from that, then you can use that for the rest of your life and succeed in other things. The real goal would be to have one of those stories. If you have 10, then that's even better, except you might be really sore after those. But if you have one where you persevered, even nose jobs, because it's kind of a pussy thing. But if you did a nose job and you're like, I cannot believe how painful this is. I'm told it's very painful. Brendan Sharp, one of the greatest people that's ever lived. Shout out to Brendan Sharp. Love you, buddy. Uh, he got a... What is it? Well, I've got the thing as well. Deviated septum. And he got that straightened. And he said that was the most pain he's ever been in his life. And I thought, I reckon Ben and Sharp's been in pain. That's crazy that he thinks a nose job is the worst thing. So that fucking scared me. So if you've had boobs and all those things done, you know, this is the same thing. You could use this with your life. And it's like, man, I wish I could have that. Or man, I wish I could be that. Or man, I hate how she has this and I don't. All those things can be achieved if you are willing to put in the work and take the pain. For instance, when I uh, was gifted with being addicted to skateboarding and and whatever day it was where I had decided that this is my for sure thing and, and, and have tunnel vision, which is also a thing that I think I was lucky to be born with because Obviously, that one thing I already had, a, had attained. I, I, if I once I skateboarding, I found it. Uh, that was all I wanted. That's all I wanted to do. That's all I needed in my life. It was the most fulfilling thing. So I can't even imagine what it would be like to be all alone in this world or feel all alone in this world and not have that. Like I, I would have. I don't want to say it, but I, you know, I mean, I don't think I would have wanted to be on the planet. I just knew that I was supposed to be doing a different thing, and that was gonna, and 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 that I had to find in myself. I knew it was gonna be weird. I knew it was gonna be. I knew I was gonna eventually. I was weird. I was odd. You know, regular people pointed it out. Even and it was even more apparent when I got cool and I was still odd. You know, because I was cool, kind of good looking, good skateboarder and still fucking ridiculously off, you know. And that was when I was, you know, you'd think you'd be like Mr. Popular Pants, but I just couldn't hang, you know. I was just always fucking sketchy. <laughs> so anyway, I fucking went to Queensland, right, to meet my two twin brothers, Christian and Francis Truscott. Love those guys. Um, and this is a, you know, the story I've told this before, but you know, Christian and Francis, Francis was uh, the uh, Harry, the bastard. We named him. If you ever watched the young ones, I recommend you can get that on the internets these days. One of the greatest TV shows ever made English show, but, uh, Harry, the bastard and Christian, Christian was obese and Harry was just like a little bit of a plump kid. And I was just a normal, you know, I was a stocky guy. I've always been a stocky guy, but, uh, you know, I wasn't like some athletical guy either. And they were flat out. It blows my mind. After riding motocross and all that stuff in my childhood and 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 going pretty quick, I guess not that quick, not that good. It wasn't the most naturally good moto dude, but I definitely wasn't scared to go. <laughs> but um Yeah, for whatever reason I this these guys were they were around when I fell in love with it. So they so they moved to Queensland with their parents. And there was talk. They were talking about skate parks and all this other stuff. And then I guess 
whatever break you have and being uh, 16, I think I'd been on a bus once before with some other guys to a skateboard contest in Sydney. So I took a bus to Queensland, which is, um, I think it's, I think it's 24 hours. So 24 hours when you're 16 in a bus, it's for me, I thought that was the worst thing that I'd ever gone through. My like sitting still for that long seemed to be, I, 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 rec- I remember that. And the first time I flew to America, you know, the 12 hour or 16 hours, it was 16 hour flight for me sitting in a seat, 16 hours, knowing America is, a, is, is coming it was fucking insane. Not to mention I was coming here with, you know, saying I'm going to go to Disneyland. My full intention was to be a pro skateboarder. So there's this weird paranoid thing. Oh, and I had no money. My father gave me a credit card to snap in half once I got through customs. So there was a lot of things that I was paranoid about. So when I go to this, this when I get to Queensland uh, with these two guys, it's just a skate party. No parents and their parents were cool as shit. Super nice people. I felt really ca- relaxed around those two. They were really cool. So I skateboarded a lot. And then uh, the day before I went home, I had convinced. And here's a little rich boy story for you. I'm pretty sure I didn't pay for that fucking plane to get home. I'm pretty sure my dad did. And I'm pretty sure it's because I probably called him and bitched out and said that that is the worst thing that I've ever gone through in my life. <coughs> so far from tough guy when you're 16 and you're bitching about being 24 hours in a bus. They made me wake up in the middle of the night and I was asleep. <laughs> like, it just reminds me of Tiger. Like, I, you know, like the, I couldn't handle being woken up in the middle of the night. That was absurd to me. <laughs> I was all cold and shit. Yeah, I wasn't used to the life. But uh, when I went to this skate park and I took this slam because I was going to go to the airport, we were near the airport skating. This slam, when I think about it now, because I knew I was going to do this show and I wrote it down. But um, so I did a 50 50. It doesn't really matter. You guys don't know skateboard tricks. But when I came back in, uh, my wheel kind of slipped out over the deck. And this is like a, a skate park where it's, it's a concrete half pipe and it was a concrete mini ramp, not a half pipe. So it was probably about five feet high and about 20 feet wide, made it all concrete. And the cope, there's no coping. It's just a le- concrete ledge. They're very weird. They have a lot of these in Queensland where they they build dirt that looks like a half pipe and then they cement it in and like shape decks on the top of the dirt to make it look like a, a half pipe. So when I thought that I was about to lock up, I went to step off and then the board rolled in again. So I was leaning forward and it just shot me straight into the other wall. And it was, I knew I, I had no helmet on. So my instinct was to put my arm out and kind of lean my face back because I thought for sure I was going to hit my face because I was fucking cranking at this. It's just the momentum. It was about, it was unfortunate timing. But when I hit my hand on the wall in front of me to stop my face, it broke my wrist and it shot my elbow out the back of my arm and I, and it even fractured the upper arm bone. Like, so it fucking shattered my shit. <laughs> and I, uh, I remember the pain at 16 being uh, unbearable like, and, and, the sh- and then to lean over and see the bone coming out of the back of my arm was the most shock I've ever been. I mean, I just told you that I had... Um, convinced my daddy to pay for my plane fare fare home because I didn't want to be on a 24-hour bus ride anymore. And now my bones are coming out of the back of my arm. And I'm fucking in crazy pain. Like, it was lightning pain. You know what I mean? Like, nerve pain. So it was... But as soon as I saw that bone coming out, I fainted. I don't think I've ever fainted in my life. Come close. Several times. From pain, too. But I went out. And then I woke up on a stretcher and this floaty thing. And and then they pulled that fucking arm back in, in the hospital. And that woke me up again. And big fucking cast all the way up here, all the way, you know what I mean, to big bent thing stuck in it. And uh, I, you know, I think I can't, I cannot remember flying home. I don't remember all that stuff. I just remember that... Um, I think the doctor said something about rehabilitation. So when I uh, 
cut the cast halfway so that I could start moving my elbow a little bit, I would do. He said he. That's right. They recommended lifting buckets of water and putting more and more water in as you feel better. And I actually was in the backyard doing arm curls with this with these buckets of water, trying to get it to be better. But it was my front hand and. I skateboarded every day with that cast on and I use my backhand to do everything that it was. And it's usually harder to use. To me, it felt more natural to use my front hand when I was learning how to do stuff. So I was forced to use my backhand, but not once in all this time, that whole time where it was really broke or right after or right when it happened or when I, you know, I mean, couldn't use my arm after fucking six months or something, it wouldn't straighten still. I never thought that I would stop. I never thought that I would not get better. And if anything, like the, I, it kind of helped because I, it forced me to use that other arm and do, this is for skateboarders, but shut up, Jim. I got to do the show. Indias are harder to do higher because it's your backhand. So when you grab the board and you do them, your head is kind of low. So it's it takes a lot more skill to do a really big India versus a backside air. Backside air is the front hand. I know a lot of you are just like, what the fuck, Jason? But trust me, it, 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 that's the way it goes, okay? So I started doing Indias for six months. And I ended up like figuring out how to get that thing fucking out of the top of the ramp. I used to roll in the roll in. And people who don't know that... There was a roll in at this ramp, Morty Alec ramp. It was out, out in Morty, mate. And I would roll down the roll in, and people might not understand this, but there's early grab errors and there's late grab. So late grab is what a professional would do. Like you know, you click the board off the off the ramp into your hand. But when you're learning, or you're uh, in the '80s, you can grab the board while it's on the ground and jump with it. It's pretty fucking cheesy. But back when I was learning, I grabbed the board. I would grab the board on the flat almost and just yank that fucker uh, you know I mean? above, the, above the lip until it got a little better. You know, obviously, at first, it used to be such a monster of a thing because I would grab it so early after going down the rolling. But because that arm was like that and because I had so much desire to skateboard... First of all, the pain and the potential of it happening again did not exist in my mind at all. And that was the mindset that it takes to get the job done without me knowing it. Now I know it and now I'm older. Consequence comes into play when you're older. You know, repercussions, you, 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 you add things up. To me, in the later days of my skateboarding, when I had a little bit more common sense, and knew that, you know, I'd been injured and knew what it was like to get those injuries, it was a lot tougher to do those tricks because you knew what you were facing. You know, when you were younger, I just remember thinking nothing. I didn't think anything. I didn't think, man, if that happens again. I don't even remember thinking when it, when I first started skating without the cast on, like, watch out, your elbow's sensitive. I didn't care. And then I untalentedly became one of the better skateboarders in the world. And I didn't read that. And, you're not, and you know I didn't make that up. You can Google it. So that means this is actual facts. And you can do it too. And that's why I told that story. Because it's just too short not to have a taste of what you want in your life. You know, I'm one that can tell you, like, even if there's some bad things that have happened in your life, and you work hard to get some things that you always wanted. It does make it better. You know, it does heal. It does heal you. So it's worth it. And, you know, when those are, when you're that kind of person where you have been damaged, you got to work harder. You know, you can't just lounge through life. You won't be proud of yourself, you know, because you've already got that potential to believe that it's your fault, that you're wrong, that you're the bad one, you know, you're the scarred one. But you can use that. You can use that to get things that some people don't even realize are available because it's all on the list, you know. 
You just got to be laser focused and you can have bad times. You can feel, you know, insecure, but you just never give up. So to never give up means that you cannot just completely face that you're a piece of shit. That's impossible. That that means you are giving up. So there's just never a time where you admit that that is a, is a, is a potential thing that you're capable of. It's just, you're always going to figure out a way. And then the other one is, look, don't, what happens if it doesn't work out? Why don't you spend the rest of your days bitching about how it's not going to work out? What kind of day is that? You know? I mean, I feel like you don't want to go too hard and hard rock nick yourself and, you know, start telling everybody you're six foot three and you're fucking five five. But talking yourself up, you I mean, not every, and that's the other thing I noticed. You know, I used to talk myself up and that's how I got good at skateboarding. And then I felt like people thought I was an asshole because I was really good at skateboarding and all I did was talk about how good I was. So then I started to shoot myself down and then my skateboarding kind of dropped off. So if you want some advice, I say fucking, I, if I, your voice should sound a, a lot like Conor McGregor. Just don't say it to everybody else. You know? <clears throat> Just wake up in the morning and be like, you know, who the fuck are all you guys? <laughs> and, you know, go straight off to the bathroom like a fucking Irish moron. <laughs> And then, you know, when you get when your wife, go back to normal. But you just remember he should be in there, you know? Because you got to think you're shit hot. No matter who you are. What the fuck? You know? I'm fucking uh, a bald and I got acne. How's that? How do you get that? Why? Shit hot. I'm hot shit. Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you! So there you go, everybody. That is Awesome World in a nutshell. Just know that uh, signing the deal, the show will be out this week, and then we're going to do, we're going to be at the JSL show. You can, you know what I mean? If you do the Patreon thing, you're going to see us. Yeah, well, you can call it. We'll get a number. We're going to, it's going to be great. We're going to be, it's going to be like old times. And uh, we're all going to be on there giving it everything we've got this week, man. Lady, people, this week. This comes out like today or tomorrow, depending on what the fuck I'm. I'm losing it. I've lost that. Um, I'm going to go lift some weights and take some photos. Remember to download, tell your friends, and write a review. And when that other show comes out, write a review. And look, if you do, if you're like, man, one show, what the fuck? Everybody do it. Everybody do it. 100,000 people do it. It's done in like a month. It'll be up in a month like that. So it's up to you guys. So far, what we've got, very appreciative. All right? Have a good week. Check me out on Patreon and all that other stuff because I'll be doing plenty more live shows this week too. All right. See you guys.